This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Welcome to episode 13 of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach, Women Guiding Women. This topic is so special and near and dear to my heart because this is a conversation with Randall Snyder, who is the co-manager along with Susie Garrison of Women Guiding Women Cancer Support and Education at Long Beach Memorial Hospital. This is a program that's very special to me because I received so much support once I was diagnosed through this program, so much so that if you listen to my podcasts at their episodes, you know that I later became a mentor through this program, and that's something that is just so meaningful and I have really gotten a lot out of. This conversation today is going to give you insights into how you can reach out if you feel like you want to have a mentor, if you are someone who's newly diagnosed, other programs that are not just for support in treatment, but other ways that are social, that are fun, that are educational, programs that are provided through Long Beach Memorial and through these programs that Randall and Susie and other people in the hospital manage, and how you can become a part of that and have fun and have some camaraderie and really get some social engagement for like-minded people. We also talk about how this program is supported and ways you can get involved, whether it's from a fun walk or wine tasting or shopping, lots of great stuff. And we wrap it all up with what it means to be a mentor, what that training looks like, and how you can reach out if it's something that's interesting to you to become a mentor for breast or gynecological cancer patients as a part of your journey of cancer recovery. So we're going to get right into this, and I'm so happy to introduce to you Randall Snyder, co-manager of Women Guiding Women Cancer Support and Education. So I'm Randall Snyder, and my co-worker Susie Garrison and I both manage the Women Guiding Women cancer support and education program that's here at Todd Cancer at Long Beach Memorial. And the program over 20 years ago started as a over-the-phone support program for breast cancer survivors. But then when I came on 11-ish years ago, we expanded it to include gynecologic cancer survivors as well. And the way we work is that uh, we offer over-the-phone support to newly diagnosed women who have breast cancer and gynecologic cancer. And I think the surprising thing for a lot of people is that young women are diagnosed with breast and gyne in their 20s or 30s, as well as, of course, unfortunately, women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. And the way we are funded is through donations. And our annual walk spirit is like other breast cancer walks except that this is for all cancers and the money stays right here in Long Beach at Long Beach Memorial. That said, 
Most of our cancer support programs here at Taunton Cancer at Long Beach Memorial are for anyone can access our services, not just for patients here. Some of our programs are limited to just our patients at Long Beach Memorial, but many of them, like the program that I help manage, the Women Guiding Women, the over-the-phone support is available to anyone. That's so great to know, and I think that that's just something that isn't widely known. I, I know that even though I came into the mentor program and I was lucky enough to have someone, to have a mentor from the program contact me when I was diagnosed, which was a godsend. I mean, yeah, it was really amazing, so much so that that's why I felt I had to go back to that program and do it and be available for maybe somebody else that I could, you know, just help and be there. Oftentimes, people are just lost, right? And they get a diagnosis and you have no, your whole world just changes immediately. And it's like, where do I turn? And being able to speak to somebody who's been through the process. Let's talk a little about that because you actually go through a process of matching newly diagnosed people to mentors, right? You don't just put them with anybody. So how do you go about doing that? Well, that's right. And I love that we're talking about a process that you're very aware of because you've now been a mentor for a number of years. So you know how it works. So the nurses here um, will, when they call newly diagnosed breast and gyne patients, they will tell them not only about all the um, physical, clinical parts but of the upcoming care, but they'll also talk to new patients about the kinds of cancer support services we have here, including our mentor program, which is the over-the-phone support. And then if the patient's interested, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. And Susie or I will talk with them about, with a woman about their, maybe for five, ten minutes, about their diagnosis and if they know what their treatments are going to be, their, we call it the treatment plan, and then we will match them with someone in their age group and who've had a similar diagnosis and set of treatments. Now, for instance, with breast cancer, a lot of times women will be deciding on what kind of surgery they want, their implants or using their own tissue, which is called a DIEP. And so then they can talk to people who have done either of those. Right. And uh, we also not only match on treatments, you know, diagnosis and treatments, but also um, the new patient has young kids. We'll match them with someone who went through the process of telling their kids about their cancer diagnosis. And of course, we would get the social worker involved if that's what the patient wanted. We'll bring in, we're a conduit to all the other resources, not only at, at cancer, but also out in the community, too. That is so cool. And I know for my experience, I was mentored by someone and then I went through the mentor training which we'll talk about also and through that mentor training I heard what you've been referring to as these other programs and I went through Beat the Odds program there. Oh good, good. Memorial, I which, that. You, you and your husband did, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah and it was good. incredible and I did Beat the Odds after I was finished with treatment which I think a lot of people think you know oh well I'm done with treatment so you know too bad but there's Somebody said to me the other day that one of the hardest things for them was figuring out how to move on with life because the people around them were like, okay, you're done with cancer, let's go back to normal, you lived. Where for her, she doesn't feel like she's ever done with cancer. Know that it's all, it impacted her and it's something that's always in the back of her mind because as you know, you know, there may be recurrences in some people (laughs) and whatnot, but there's also that experience. And so I think me going through Beat the Odds even 
after in treatment just kind of opened my eyes and created a lot more awareness to different ways that going yeah. through treatment or having cancer impacted me, impacted my family, and maybe even impacted the way that I looked at the future of my life, you know, so, and these oh, are all... I love, I love that you brought that up, that whole survivorship component, um, and let's talk about that a little bit more, but let me put that on table that for just a moment. I want to go back to how we get patients who want to talk to a mentor over the phone okay. if the patient's newly diagnosed. And this is both gynecologic cancers and breast cancer. And let me be clear, gynecologic cancer includes all of our parts and pieces. So we're talking okay. cervical, labial, ovarian, uterine, endometrial, fallopian tube, ovaries, mm-hmm. peritoneal, which is the lining there, you know, the whole deal. and. Mm-hmm. I, the point I wanted to make was, though often our normal process to get a patient is through one of our nurses here, we also have patients call us directly. Right. We have family members of patients call us. Now, they can make the initial, the family member can make the initial contact, but then it has to be directly with the patient that we talk, because we need to know that the patient really wants it too. Right. So. I just want to reassure people, and I'll give the phone number right now. It's 562-933-7815. And um, Laura will put that up, too, so that you all can see that. So people can call us directly. Whether they're doctors or the nurse refers us, they can also call us directly. We have women in their, as I said before, we have mentors who were diagnosed in their 20s, and we have mentors all the way through their 70s. We have Spanish-speaking mentors. Uh, we have some who speak Japanese, I believe, and we're always trying to expand that base. We have uh, women who've had metastatic breast cancer who mentor other women um, who are, have metastatic breast cancer. Um, we also even have a networking group here now for young diagnoses of breast and gyne survivors who are who are going through treatment in their 20s and 30s, they, we have, it's not a support group with the clinician, but um, it's a way just to reach out and talk to other women who are diagnosed young. So people can contact us and talk to us about um, that monthly group too. And they don't just get together and talk, they also go and do fun stuff, like yeah. going to Sephora for, <laughs> you know, they go to the one of UCBs, which is a local, beautiful, lingerie store and do bra fittings you know that's so, right yeah. yeah so that's um, one of our specialty groups for young survivors and um, Janelle one of our mentors is actually spearheading that for young survivors but my point is if you give us a call or email us um, and my email is rsnyder r-s-n-y-d-e-r memorialcare.org um you're in the greater Long Beach area, We, if we don't have the programs, we can put you in touch with others that do, like Homan or the Cancer Support Community or the American Cancer Society. We all work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know I've had people reach out to me through my podcast or through my Facebook page mm-hmm. that lived in other states and said, you know, I'm really interested. I could really use someone to talk to. And in that situation, do you try to hook them up with something yep. locally if there's something for them? Well, I will tell you this. Our mentors have talked to people in different states. Right. We even had a patient who was in Europe, and she had this 
met up with her phone company that she just got charged a local rate. That's awesome. So that, that patient was mentored for quite a while, actually, while she was in Spain, I believe it was. Um, but, right, if they're out of state and it's more appropriate, they can also go to American Cancer Society's program. Um, I think it's, well, I, I won't use the name because I can't, I'm not sure that I have it accurately. But um, what we like about we do is we're going to have a little bit more specific match, like I was talking earlier, than maybe some organiz other organizations do, where we're really matching not only by treatment and diagnosis, but also age and family situation, that right. kind of thing. And I wanted to also mention, Lauren, you're probably aware of this, sometimes people will want to talk to more than one person, right. and they, they can tell us if they want to talk to one mentor or if they want to talk to several to get different perspectives, we can arrange that easily. Right. I know I've experienced that with some of my mentees who may be related to me <laughs> with some of maybe, say, my lifestyle situation, but then had a different surgical process, and then they went and talked to another right. mentor about how they dealt with that. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's important we point out, too, that what, what does that mean, being in a mentor program? Because it's really on the patient's terms, right? Oh, right. Because I not only do they have to initiate it, but it is in learning to initiate even something as small as taking the step to get a mentor, you're practicing, the patient's practicing self-advocacy, mm -hmm. speaking up for themselves, requesting a program that they want. But part of having a mentor and being a mentor, as you know, is learning to advocate for oneself with the doctors, with the nurses, with the clinical staff. And by that I mean stating what you need clearly and unemotionally, which is really difficult for all of us to do when you're fearful and when you're in a stressful situation. Very but you, you, you want and deserve clear explanations about what to expect with your care, cancer care. Mm -hmm. And it is on the professionals it's their responsibility to explain it in terms that the patient understands. That's well said, yeah. And I think that's what how mentors can help the newly diagnosed patients. The mentors are not there to provide clinical information and will immediately refer the patient back to their doctors for clinical information. Mm -hmm. But they can help <laughs> patients learn how to ask those questions. Yeah. Because don't you feel, I know for my own personal experience and then from others that I've spoken with, it's, again, you're, you're kind of hurled into cancer treatment and you're not sure, am I supposed to ask? Is this what everybody gets? Is that what I have to do? You know, so I think it's nice to know that you can be your own advocate and where Very you can good. speak up yeah, for yourself. Yeah, you're so articulate. It's, that's well said. And I do want to be clear, too, that the patient doesn't feel there's only one right way to do this. The mentors are trained over um, four sessions. And one of the things that we really stress is they're not there to tell the patient what to do. Mm -hmm. Mentors are there to help the patient figure out their own style of asking the questions to their clinicians. Some patients just want to follow along with what the doctors and nurses are saying and just go with the flow, and that's fine. Right. If you don't understand something, that's where we want the mentors to encourage the patient to ask further questions or to repeat. It's all okay to do that. That's what they're there for. Right. Because understand, and I know you know this, but the clinical staff deals with these problems of cancer 
day in, day out, over and over and over again. So they're very familiar and comfortable with these really heavy subjects. Whereas the patient, it's most likely your first time, and hello, it's your own body. Yeah, your, your life. Your body. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's your it's life and your body, yeah. and you have to decide what works for you. So I'm trying to remember, Laura, and I don't know if you mind talking about this, but you were diagnosed in what decade of life? 2011, I was 48. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was in your 40s, yeah. right. And yeah. at what stage of breast cancer? I was a 2B, so I had okay. a little spread into the lymph nodes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So, we, I don't know exactly, I don't remember exactly how we matched you, but let's take your experience as okay. an example. You would have called in, we would match you with probably um, mentors who had chosen um or lumpectomy and radiation, mm-hmm. or a mastectomy. So I think I came in kind of through a back route because I was talking to my sister, and my sister had a friend who is a big supporter of our program, Lisa King. And sure. Lisa King said, oh my gosh, my friend Martina is a uh, breast cancer mentor because I was talking to my sister and saying, I have no idea what to do. When I was diagnosed, my physician was a naturopath. And my physician said to me, wow, I don't work in that field of allopathic medicine anymore, so you should probably go home and Google the first steps to take. And I was beside myself. I was like, me and Google, trying to figure out how to treat cancer. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I was really lucky that I got that phone call from her, and then she I, led I me into the program. I'm glad that you did, too, and I hope that just... Um, us talking today and sharing this conversation will let more women and men truthfully know about the kind of resources that are out there. Yeah. Um, I, I like what we're talking about too when, when you mentioned about the internet. You know, there are some very good sites, but there's a lot of hokey stuff out there too. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are a few great websites breastcancer.org, uh, cancer.org which is the American Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a few sites that are just fantastic. Um, It's called the Foundation of... There's there's one for gynecologic cancers that's run by a group of gynecologic oncologists in the United States. I'll have to give you that link because I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But Mm -hmm. um, there are a few sites that really guide women well through those first questions to ask your doctors and I I am so thankful for those resources but I have to say I like talking to someone who's been there right in so many areas like when I chose our son's pediatrician and dentist I and you know I got that information through friends and colleagues exactly (laughs) yeah you want it from somebody who I think that having that referral from a personal experience of someone who said, you can trust this person, you can trust this program, that no matter how much information I read, nothing could replace the fact that a woman called me and said, I had breast cancer, here was my experience, it's going to be okay, you know, here are some places you can call and check. And um, yeah, nothing, reading anything can't take the place of that, of hearing you know, right. I think, and I think it depends on your perspective. For me, you know, earlier in my life, I had a sibling who died from cancer. Cancer really is not a part of somebody's. Yeah, it's not really a part of somebody's world until it's a part of your world, right? Yeah. So maybe your perception of cancer is, oh my gosh, anyone who gets cancer dies. You know. Well, that is something that's 
(laughs) Every year we have people come up to us um, and say, oh, I didn't know you could survive cancer. Well, there are over 6 million cancer survivors in the United States. And more than 80% of women survive cancer. I should say breast cancer. Mm and it is now more and more becoming a disease with which people live. But that is not to say it's easy, you know. It is still a difficult process. And let's say if you do want to talk to someone who's been through breast cancer or gynecologic cancer, you can talk to someone our service or through American Cancer Society service and others. But let's say you don't want to talk over the phone with someone. Mm-hmm. You also have the choice, at least at cancer at Long Beach Memorial can go to one of our support groups for, we have a support group for breast cancer once a week we have um, twice a month we have a gynecologic cancer support group we have if I may see the other groups too we have an all cancer support group okay. and um, we partner with the cancer support community of Redondo Beach to provide that here at Long Beach Memorial in our Todd cancer facility that's once a week on Thursdays we have a group at by um, a PhD, I believe, from UCLA, who comes down to support surviving spouses whose spouse died of cancer. Um, We have, um, over in our children's hospital, a clinical social worker who can work with tweens if their parent or loved one, grandparent, has cancer. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting. I mentioned the Young Survivor um, Coalition, um, say subsidiary, but that's not the right word. Um, but anyway, the networking group that we have here on campus, it's once a month, the last Thursday of the month, run by our mentor, Janelle Lanares. Mm-hmm. So Who's awesome, by the way, I just want to say. Awesome. Fun, full of energy, enthusiastic. Yeah. See, when you get in touch with these people, then, like through Janelle and others, you learn about, oh, yeah, you can do dragon boat rowing if you yeah, want to yeah. be super fit. You know? So we also have okay. yoga classes here twice a week for survivors, and um, no charge, although you have to do pay for parking. And all of, the, all of these programs are paid for through donations, and mostly through our Team Spirit Walk that I mentioned earlier. And the reason that we have to depend on donations is that although to be a licensed cancer center, we are required to offer support programs like these. For the most part, we can't bill for them through insurance. That's why we have to raise the money and depend on people to donate money. And it's, we really appreciate it because our patients tell us how important these services are for their families. And such high quality. Every program I've ever been through at the Todd Cancer Pavilion at Long Beach Memorial has just been so well thought out, so well supported and just amazing. But I'm really glad you brought up the financial part because as you know, with the whole insurance thing going on and medical expenses and everything being the political and social topic that it is, I think it's important that people might think, why do you need to raise money when we're spending a bloody fortune already for medical services? You know, you guys have all kinds of money. Yes, it's a good point. And cancer is so expensive, even when you have coverage. Yes. But our social workers and um, the head of our registration staff, Cindy Gotts, can help navigate through the finances of 
of care. But still, it is a big hit for a lot of people, even when they do have insurance, I hate to say. But I will tell you this also, we work with um, Come in Los Angeles to do outreach to all different communities, and the financial part of cancer here comes up a lot. And, but we do have contacts to help with some of those resources. I don't want to overpromise on any of that, but um, for the financial, the financial part of it, our social workers are so inundated with patients that they can really only assist the Long Beach Memorial Todd Cancer patients. Mm -hmm. But we can suggest others, perhaps, who aren't patients at Memorial, where they can go to um, get advice on those issues. That's great. Yeah. So. Um, and you you mentioned, sorry to cut you off, you mentioned the BDOTS program. So that's facilitated by Mariusz Virga, Dr. Virga, who is a psychiatrist who specializes in oncology care, and that's one of our other support programs. And he does the nighttime version of it, um, 10 to 12 weeks program um, a couple times a year. And then the daytime program is run by our mind-body oncology coach, Erin Somerville. She does the daytime version of BDOTS. That is a fantastic program. You did it after you were done yeah. with treatment, and a lot of people do, but you can do it during also. Yeah. Right, and it's and I would, had I known about it during, because as you mentioned, you don't have to be a patient at Long Beach Memorial, and I was not. I was a patient right. at another hospital, and then you know came to Long Beach through the mentor program. And because of that, I was just so amazed at all the support, because it was, I hadn't heard about anything like that during my treatment where I was going. And so, yeah, I would say, had I known about that during my treatment, my gosh, I would have loved it. I mean, it was really, really an amazing experience. And I've had an interview previously on my podcast with Erin. She's an amazing, okay. yeah, oncology coach. And, you know, just I highly recommend it whether you're in, in treatment or not. But you talked a little bit about uh, Team Spirit when we first started. And so I want to go more into that. What is Team Spirit exactly? How can people get involved? When does it happen? And how important is it to making sure this program gets to continue? Right. So it's vital, not only for our program, the Mentor Program, Women Guiding Women, but also all of the programs we just mentioned, the Adult Cancer Support Programs at Long Beach Memorial are funded donations, mostly through the Team Spirit Walk that is now, you know, it's well over a decade. Forgive me if I'm not remembering exactly how long. I think it's 17 years now. Wow. So here's, here's how it was formed. It was formed by Long Beach locals, um, including a mentor, breast mm -hmm. mentor, um, who had walked their big cancer walks in Southern California and said, I want something local. Uh -huh. I, also, I also want something shorter. <laughs> <laughs> the money stays local and here at Long Beach Memorial and funds for now for 16 years cancer support services here for us. And that's what they wanted. You know, the money to stay local. They also didn't want to have to walk so far. So this year on September <laughs> September 23rd, it's a 5K. Yay, and you can walk it or run it. <laughs> you can walk it, run it, you can bike it. Um, you don't even have to walk the whole way. You can just be there for the kickoff before yeah. the event and then go for brunch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is not, um, we don't have any requirements on people walking. Although it is really fun to be right down near the beach, it's on the beach path. 
there's parking that's been set aside. And you can walk and raise money or you can just register and walk yourself. Um, because there's enough people there that it's fun to meet people that day. I will tell you that we have heard time and time again that the value not is not only is for fundraising, it's for the patients and survivors and their families just to have that group support. It's a survivorship activity. Yeah. It feels so good to be with all those people. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's so true. And how much does it cost to register for the race? So I think now it's um, $55. Okay. Dollars. Um, and the reason why I say I think because I know it, when we first opened like other fundraising activities on the first day, it's less expensive and then it gets more expensive the closer you get to the event. Yeah. Um, it's at uh, teamspiritlb.org. It stands for Long Beach. And then that'll take you to a memorial care website where you can um, register. You can register as part of a team. You can start your own team. You can just register as an individual. You can also volunteer for the event. You can also just donate, uh -huh. which is all good. But Save again, yourself I'm, some sweat and just donate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it is a beautiful, beautiful day. My coworker, um, Susie Garrison, will be there that day. And then I'm going to be at another event, which you and I will talk about in a moment. Uh -huh. But I wanted to say that two of the directors here at the Breast Center are now in charge of Team Spirit, uh, Sandy Lopez and Cindy Gutz. For the second year, they're actually doing all the organization, along with an event management firm of Team Spirit. It really makes it run smoothly. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's just great. It is great, yeah. It does run smoothly. It's well planned. It's well thought out. It's a lot of fun. I agree. I'm glad. Yeah, it's always a great time. So you do have another event on the same day, on the 23rd, for people who really just don't like exercise or don't want to be outside or don't want to walk on the beach. <laughs> what can they do? So this was not our own event. This is um, the shopping extravaganza at the Citadel retail outlets. And you can go to Citadel Outlets, and there are a lot of charities that are participating in this. You buy a $35 ticket, $25 goes back to the charity of your choice. And, of course, we're one of those, which is Todd Cancer Institute. And then it, we didn't have any choice of the date with that. It just happened to fall on Team Spirit, which is just bad luck of the draw yeah. this year. The only year this has happened. But I have to say, like, <laughs> I have to echo what you said. You know, if you don't want to go to the beach and walk, then you can go shop. Yeah. It's not so rough. And and the cool thing is, you know, the outlet, they have really um, name outlets now. They have Kate Spade and Michael Kors and Nike. And if, Anyway, there's a list on the website. And you not only get the more choice that you get at outlet stores, but if you buy this ticket for that day, September 23rd, for the shopping extravaganza, you get additional discounts. Oh, cool. Right. So you, you can tell your husband, I'm shopping for a good reason. Because, Everything right. I buy supports the yes. breast cancer, no but the Women Guiding Women program. Really to, for all of the cancer support programs, right? Okay. So then you not only get the additional discounts, you get free lunch, from Ruby's, from Ruby's, and um, we're all trying to meet up at noon, but I think lunch goes from like 11 till 1, but it's a covered, tented, open outdoor area where they serve hamburgers as well as Ruby's salad. There's entertainment. They also have wine tasting Ooh. in the noon, free wine tasting. They also have free head and neck massages. Head and neck massages? Yeah. <laughs> you can't so, beat that. I mean, 
This is a really fun thing. Not all of their retailers are participating, but the ones that are, 20 or 30 that are participating with further discounts on the website. And even the stores that aren't officially participating, if you come in with your wristband on that shows that you're part of it, sometimes they'll give you deals if you ask. Oh, very cool. Yeah, That's we've had know. several people have that happen. So, you know, just, yeah. How do you say no? You're like, can I get a discount to support cancer survivors? There <laughs> you go. There you go. You can't say no to that. That's awesome. So, and that's at the um, Citadel Shopping Mall in City of Industry. Right. It's southeast of downtown L.A. Cool setup. It was an old plant with faux historic facing on the front of it that's all been refurbed to this really lovely outlet store. It is really pretty. Yeah. I don't even like shopping, but I love this event. It's all for and a good cause. And, oh, what? I totally forgot to also say one of the other perks of getting a ticket for that day is they have over $90,000 in gift card giveaways. Oh, that is a perk. Yeah, and so many people win. I've won a number of times where most of the denominations are $25 or so, but to their stores there. It's it's great. It's re They make it worth your while to go. That is really cool. But They're both great events, and if anybody listening has some free time on the 23rd, pick one and go. I'm um, leaning more towards the $25 to win gift certificates, wine tasting, <laughs> and a free lunch. I mean. <laughs> So the tickets are 35 and then 25 comes back to us. But we would love it if you people would go on there and choose Todd Cancer. And I like this event so much that um, renting a hotel room the night before and the day of the event. And mm -hmm. I'm going to get there early. I'm going to help greet people. Um, and then I'm actually volunteering in the head and neck massage area in the afternoon. Nice. Yeah, yeah and then I'll be there to shop. Girl, I'm going the day before <laughs> you to get. check out what I want to buy the next day. <laughs> Do some strategic planning for this shopping yeah, event. <laughs> because you know what? A lot of people use it as pre-holiday shopping. Oh, that's a great fix. idea. Well, I don't, I don't want to close out without talking about what if somebody wants to be a mentor with oh, Women right. Guiding Women? What, what does that entail, and how would they go about contacting I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Okay, so if you're a gynecologic patient who's six months away from finishing treatments, or a breast cancer patient a year away from finishing treatments, then you would be eligible to go through our annual training, which is usually in the spring. So the spring of 2018, we already have three dates in May and one in June that we've chosen for the new mentor training. And we hope that people would attend all four of the training sessions. The reason why we ask them to wait six months to a year, dying or breast cancer survivors, is because we just want to give you truly to give yourself time to heal physically and emotionally and are ready to focus on someone else when you get that call as a mentor. The mentors, time and time again, are coached to remember that when they're mentoring, it's not about them. Right. And I know you're really good at this, Lord, to mm -hmm, focus yeah. on what the patient needs. Even if the patient ends up choosing some treatment or doing something that you didn't do or doesn't think is right, that doesn't matter because it's not about the mentor. It is about the patient. Absolutely. Yeah. It is about. Right. And I think yeah. that's important because the work that I do as a breast cancer recovery coach privately, because there's still a lot going on with your body, your mind, your life, and just acclimating back into quote unquote normal life. 
the new normal. Yeah, the new normal after treatment ends. And, you know, I know for me personally, and I've talked about this on my podcast before, is I didn't know that, you know. I thought, yay, my last day of chemo is this day. It stays in me for three weeks, and then, boom, back to normal, and here comes my hair, you know. And then I went, hey, this is not working out the way that I thought it was going to work out, you know. I'm actually feeling very different than what I felt like before. I think a lot of people, maybe, they don't need to realize that quite yet as they're going through treatment, you know. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's but I'm glad that you point out that cancer survivorship is its own important valid stage yeah. living past cancer treatment. But you, I'm so glad you brought this up too because one of the things that we train or coach the mentors on is to mentor where the patient's at. So like you just said, if a person's newly diagnosed and you're talking to them about chemotherapy, you're not going to talk to them about what it feels like after chemotherapy no. necessarily or two years or ten years down the line. You're talking about um, you're addressing the questions and the needs of where the patient is at that time mm -hmm. because each of those stages are difficult enough yeah. and, and, and deserve their own attention. Absolutely, yeah. And the last thing you want to say is, oh, wait, when you get through this, you're not going to believe what comes next, you know. Oh, that's yeah. encouraging. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only so much a person can handle at one time. And I do want to be clear that mentors are not surrogate therapists. Right. They re um, you know, most people talk to mentors once or twice. Some talk to them, continue a relationship maybe once a month for four or five months, six months. Or if, let's say, they talk to them during coadjuvant chemotherapy, which is chemotherapy before surgery, mm -hmm. that is often part of the uh, protocol, mm -hmm. um, then they might talk to them a few times during chemotherapy, but then also after surgery, or before and after radiation. You know, there's right. different points where they might dip in and connect with their mentor. But to go back to the training of the mentor, I just want people to be clear that they deserve the time to heal mentally and physically themselves before they look at becoming a mentor. Most of our classes have about 10 to 20 new gyne gynecologic and breast cancer mentors who we train together. Right. And um, so there's three uh, couple-hour classes. The classes are two to three hours long each. Um, there's three of those where um, clinicians and others come in and speak on a variety of topics. And then the last quote-unquote class is actually our annual cancer su survivor celebration, which we've been doing for years and years. And th there we have speakers, we have community programs that come, we have some vendors. It's really a fun, just a great fun morning. Um, and that's for all cancer survivors, but that's our last part of the mentor training too. Uh-huh. And it's awesome. And then there's ongoing um, community and collaboration with well, the mentors. Girlfriend, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what we love. We're really here for education. And Susie has just hit the ball out of the park. We are doing probably every other month some sort of community education. We start with cancer survivors need and by survivor I mean anyone who's been diagnosed and still is living with cancer whether you're in treatment or in survivorship we call you a cancer survivor right. so these we have ongoing education programs almost every other month now small and large we're partnering with all of the groups that I mentioned before mm -hmm. to offer new kinds of education um, we also in the past have done a uh, 
fashion show that features cancer survivors as the models. We had a little hiatus. We're going to start again in 2018. Um, it's going to, again, feature models who are cancer survivors. And we're actually going to have uh, models of all cancers, and we're going to include some men this time. Awesome. And yeah, that yeah, is exactly. a fun, fun day, too. I love yeah, the fashion show. It is. Because we're going we're gonna to switch it up a little bit. We're going to do a little bit more low-key. We're going to have it here on campus in House of Form. But all, people can get all that information, the education and the events and all that once they contact us. If they want to be kept in that loop, they can. Okay. That's awesome. So much great information. I could talk to you forever because really you guys do. I know. And I love talking with you. And you have so many great things to say. And I just, I love, love, love getting that information out there for people about how many resources there are and about how you're not alone, regardless of what stage of cancer or treatment or survival you're at. There are awesome people who are at that same stage with you and who want to support and make sure that you're thriving, that you're just having the best life that you can have at whatever stage you're at, and that's so important. Well, that is so well said, and I love the work that you're doing. And there are, there are so many resources out there, and still, you know, it's a very personal journey. Yes. I, I know that word journey is overused, but I'm hoping people will reach out for assistance. There is no shame in asking for, some people might call it help. I call it information. Yeah, absolutely. That you can make your own decisions. Yeah. There. I agree 100%. And, you know, and it's, you're reach, it's just taking a, another step, just no different than going and buying a book on self-improvement or buying a book to learn about a business if that's what you're in. You're that's reaching good. out mm -hmm. to say, oh, you know what? I'm in this stage. I've never been here before. I'd actually like to make it a little better than what it is right now. What information is out there that will help me do that? No? Very well said, yeah, because when you become a patient, um, you have a whole team of doctors, nurses, clinicians, new staff people you're dealing with. You're dealing with a whole new dictionary of terms yes. that, with which you are probably unfamiliar. And you have to come up to speed pretty darn quickly. Oh, yeah, really quickly. It's a whirlwind. Yeah. But there are people who can help you with that information. So I'm, thank you so much for talking with me. You're thank doing good work. Thank you. Thanks, Ram. And thank you for making the time today. I really, really appreciate it. And we're going to put all the contact information and web URLs and all of that for Team Spirit and the shopping extravaganza and all that on the podcast information page, too. Thank all you. All right. Very much. And say hi to Susie. And thanks for making the time the today. Fabulous Susie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All and right, we'll see you on the 23rd. That was awesome. So much fun. Randall is just a vivacious, energetic, wonderful personality, and so is Susie. And one of the things that really stands out to me that I love and I hope you got from listening to Randall is that even though cancer is this very challenging, very heavy, very difficult period, obviously in so many people's lives, not only those of us who are survivors, but those of us who love us and how their lives are impacted as well. And I think we have a tendency to visualize anybody who's engaged in cancer support or involved in programs maybe takes a very clinical approach. And I hope that you got the feeling and understanding by listening to this conversation with Randall that it's so much more about happiness, about joy, about getting what's best for you out of your treatment if you're in treatment and out of your life if you're out of treatment. 
Finding ways to find joy, finding ways to have social engagement, to connect with others, and to just really pursue anything that brings happiness into your life. I thank you so much for listening, and if you haven't had a chance to subscribe or leave a review for the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach, please take the time to do that as it means so much and it helps this show be more easily found by other breast cancer survivors. Have a happy and awesome Labor Day weekend and safe, and until the next time, let your lifestyle be your medicine. To the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment